Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is Optimal Living Daily, episode 482, Why There's Never Enough Time, by David Kane of raptitude.com, and I'm Justin Mollick. This is the podcast where I act as a personal narrator for you, for free, mostly from blogs and sometimes from books, anything that I think can help you optimize your life. Now, I have a public service announcement. This is brand new, so if you're a long-time listener, you've never heard this before. Usually I mention something, like promotional, sometimes only at the end of the episode, and sometimes in the beginning also. But I know that can be annoying and I appreciate you dealing with that, whether that means actually listening to it or skipping ahead, whatever your method, it still means a lot that you subscribe to this show and keep listening every day. And now I have come up with a solution to get rid of that. I'll get rid of the ending where Dan mentions his finance show, the ending music, any and all ads and mentions of things that are very repetitive like join my mailing list or check out my other shows. All that stuff will be gone. I'm going to create a separate audio file with all of that deleted. It's like a different podcast feed. But there still will be my normal welcome to the show and brief outro where I give personal stories or whatever. So this is all going to be done through Patreon at a tiny $2 per month donation. You'll get a podcast feed URL that you can enter into your own podcast app so it won't disrupt your usual listening routine. And this is totally optional. Plus, I'll be doing extras for people who contribute more I'll tell you more about that at the end of the episode. I don't want to take up too much time at the top of the show. So for now, let's get right to today's post and start optimizing your life. Why There's Never Enough Time by David Kane of raptitude.com. I have this dream, and maybe you do too, of one day having enough time. It always feels like I'm in a particularly time-squeezed period of the year or of my life. The state of having enough time seems like a real place, but we never seem to be there. Once I finish this project, once Christmas is over, once the move is done, I'll have time. But right now, there's not enough time to do everything. Quite a bit gets done, but something is always falling behind. Emails, bookkeeping, self-improvement promises, things I said I'd do. Am I still learning French? I'm not sure. Sometimes I wonder if having enough time is achievable at all, or if it's like trying to reach light speed. We can approach it if we have vast amounts of energy, but the laws of reality prevent us from quite getting there. That doesn't make much sense though. You always get some things done, and if those things were all you felt you needed to do, you'd have enough time. If you had another couple of hours a day, you would have kept up with Spanish lessons, you would have culled your sock drawer, you would have finished the 30-day yoga challenge. The amount we fail to do is finite. We aren't literally trying to do everything. We do say no. We decide to learn guitar, but not piano. We vow to spend more time with grandma, but not necessarily with cousin Steve. We plan to read The Great Gatsby, but not War and Peace. 
this elusive state of enough time is possible. We only need more time to budget or fewer pursuits eating it all up. It's a simple equation. Time available to you divided by time required to do everything you have to do. If the result is greater than one, you have enough time. Even though we have a lot of control over what we intend to do with our time, there's strangely never enough of it. How do we always mess up this simple equation so badly? Do any of you feel like you have enough time? We often argue that we don't choose our time obligations, so we're stuck in a permanent time deficit, and that's just the way life is. Bills need to be paid. The body needs sleep. The dogs need walking. We don't have time for all these obligations, yet we can't get rid of them. But I think that's mostly just a bad faith tactic we use to relieve ourselves from having to disappoint others, give up on dreams that aren't working, and make other bold but nerve-wracking lifestyle moves. Besides, if we're constantly failing to meet some of our obligations, it can't be true that they must be done. We do say yes to things we could have said no to. The big house that requires the big job to pay for it, entertainment choices, self-improvement ventures, social media time, TV time, reading the paper, spending two years talking about who to vote for. There's a lot of choice hidden in our overstuffed lifestyles. As if to rub it in, some anthropologists tell us that thousands of years ago, people had much more time available to them than their hunting, gathering, and child rearing required. Three or four hours of work a day paid the bills, so they had a lot of downtime. Then came agriculture and eventually industrialization, and somehow these helpful developments turned almost all of us into people living under time debt. This is ironic because both of those developments were essentially revolutions in efficiency, slashing the time required to produce food and other stuff. When one farmer's workday creates enough food for 10 people, the other nine people can do other stuff all day long, like make art, map the night sky, assemble armies, build temples, or think up jokes. I'm sure there are complex political and social reasons why all these time-saving innovations ended up leaving us perpetually out of time, and you can consult your nearest social sciences major for some ideas. Mass production freed up a lot of time, and we essentially used that time to make new ways to use up all our time. 20,000 years ago, the idea of deciding what to do with your life might have seemed like an absurd question. Nobody was perturbed by a lifelong yearning to be a poet until there was such a thing as being a poet or going to India before anyone went to India. It may not have been on purpose, but we've created a steaming buffet of possibilities for time spending. Many of them are enriching and more than worthwhile. But we all know the problem with buffets. They aren't conducive to rational thinking. Clearly, the savanna did not equip us to deal sensibly with 40 glistening tubs of hot food. You see something you like, and you're already stacking mini quiches next to meatballs, next to egg rolls, sitting in tikka masala, reaching to every corner of the vast palette and never looking at what's going on the canvas. The self-consciousness sets in only when you return to the table and begin to dismantle the nihilistic, Lovecraftian pyramid of horrors you didn't know you were creating. I recently spent a few of my hours and few hours worth of earnings going to see Jerry Seinfeld do stand-up at one of our local temples. He commented on the bizarre human institution of the all-you-can-eat buffet. There's something about the buffet that breaks down the mind, reason, judgment. Nobody would go into a restaurant and say to the waiter, I want a yogurt parfait, spare ribs, a waffle, four cookies, and an egg white omelet. You can watch the whole bit on YouTube. Certainly, an abundance of food is preferable to scarcity, and the same is true for ways to spend our time. More options do give us more to work with in our quest to build a satisfying life, but there's a huge danger here. We are covetous creatures, and grasping at too many things leaves us feeling stressed and inadequate, and constantly wondering whether we're on the best path. Psychologist Barry Schwartz tells us that a wealth of options 
has a way of making us less satisfied with our eventual choice. When there are 50 possibilities rather than two, we know it's unlikely we will choose the best one. So maybe that's why we're perpetually trying and failing to find time to bake our own bread, learn Brazilian jiu-jitsu, see all the best picture nominees, and master the guitar solo in Stairway to Heaven, on top of a stable life of working, sleeping, eating, and socializing. The modern world puts so much within reach if we just play our cards right, but there are a thousand cards to play. The stakes are extreme. These are our lives after all. So to avoid playing the wrong cards, we try to play them all. I do believe living with enough time is possible, and I believe it's more worthwhile than the fruits of any 25-hour-a-day schedule I could think up. But for that pruning process to be effective, it needs to be harsh. The math involved creates a serious existential dilemma. When there are 10,000 ways to spend your time, having enough time can only mean saying no to the vast majority of the things you've imagined yourself one day doing. And that means never becoming most of the people you imagine becoming. The novelist, the world traveler, the dinner party host, the black belt, the keeper of spotless inboxes, the guy that knows his wines. It's a scary thought, all the letting go that must happen, but it must happen consciously. And if we never get around to it, there will never be enough time. You just listened to the post titled Why There's Never Enough Time by David Kane of raptitude.com. And by the way, there was a question in the Optimal Living Daily Podcast Facebook group about this, so I wanted a couple of more posts about not having enough time. And I'm gonna read another about it tomorrow, but from Zen Habits. And I purposely picked a longer post for today because I have a pretty big public service announcement right now, which, by the way, will not exist for patrons of this show. Anyone who contributes $2 a month or more will have access to ad-free and promo-free content, including sections like this coming up. So I wanna take a moment to explain why, and this won't be too long, but really quick, I want you to understand that my business partner and I are funding this ourselves. He's not taking any salary, by the way. He works full-time and still manages to record three episodes a week for Optimal Startup Daily and brainstorm with me about the podcast. And for my 50 to 60 hours a week of work, I'm just gonna put it out there. I take $2,500 a month, less than half I'd be making in the corporate world for less hours, which is coming from money we made in our last business. I am paying my brother and Dan for their hosting of the other two podcasts in this network. And other expenses include, and is not limited to, website hosting, mailing list service provider, audio hosting for the thousand or so MP3 files, audio and video equipment, and software. I also get help from freelancers that comes in the form of editing help, hi May, but I still go through every single podcast episode and edit. And that can easily take an hour per episode. That's for four podcast episodes every day. Plus, I find the content for all the shows. I record outside of my own place because it's not quiet enough there. So I have to drive here to record. This whole thing takes a lot of time and more money than I expected. All of this, by the way, is written out on my Patreon page. So that's the reason for asking for contributions. I do have occasional sponsors, but it doesn't cover all of these expenses. I could really use additional help. I wanna make this sustainable and increase the number of shows. And that wouldn't be possible without your help. And there are some people, maybe you listening to this show right now, who already do contribute and are probably like, you're preaching to the choir. I told you to set up a Patreon account months ago. Yeah, sorry, it took me a long time to get around to it because of the workload. But it's finally here, and I really wanted to offer something in return to people who contribute. So like I mentioned, only $2 a month will give you an ad-free and promo-free version of this show. And that includes the ending music cutout and where Dan mentions his show. And the cool thing is that pretty much any podcast app allows you to enter a podcast feed URL in it so you can listen wherever you normally listen from. It'll look like a regular podcast, but private just for you. 
And then for $5 a month, I give you a 10 times better chance to win books from me. At $25 per month, I'll personally send you something through the mail physically every single month of your contributor. And I'll mostly be handwritten thank you cards and well wishes, that kind of thing. But I do have some secret extras. And then at $50 a month, I don't expect that to actually happen, but why not offer it? I'll do a personalized video every month that you're contributing that's gonna be just for you and addressed to you. And that'll help with my performance anxiety too, so even though it makes me incredibly uncomfortable, it does serve multiple purposes. Oh, and of course, the higher levels get all the benefits of the lower levels too. So if someone actually did contribute $50 a month, they would get everything I just mentioned. Also, every level comes with bonus content like blog posts if I do them, I have goals set up too. The first is $500 a month, which will cover a secret project, which you'll only hear about if you're a patient of the show. See how that works? So this is all finally set up and ready to go and can be found on Patreon. The shortcut link is oldpodcast.com slash help. They'll take you right there. It'll also be linked on oldpodcast.com and in this episode's description. And when I mention this in the future, it will not take this long, I promise. This is the first time I'm talking about it on the show, so I really wanted to address everything. If you're new here and you're totally turned off, sorry about that. I promise you almost all the other episodes have better content to promo ratio. So thank you for listening through this whole thing. You deserve a bonus just for that. Do know that I appreciate it whether or not you contribute or plan to. If you don't, nothing will really change, so no worries there. Oh, and I originally posted this idea as a poll in our Facebook group, so if you voted on that, thank you. And the responses actually helped change my mind from making a separate app to simply using Patreon, so thank you for that too. All right, this is a long episode, so last time you can go to oldpodcast.com slash help to see the goals and a lot more info. Thank you one more time for your understanding and support. Have a great rest of your day, and I'll see you in the Friday show tomorrow where your optimal life awaits. Hey, this is Dan from the Optimal Finance Daily Podcast, which is a lot like this show, except more focused on personal finance. Justin handpicks the best posts he can find from blogs and authors like Ramit Sethi, Mr. Money Mustache, and more, and I read them to you five days a week. So if you enjoy this podcast, come on over and subscribe to Optimal Finance Daily too. And together, we'll optimize your financial life. You've been listening to Optimal Living Daily. Be sure to hit the subscribe button to stay up to date on each new episode and head to oldpodcast.com. That's oldpodcast.com for a free gift as well as more actionable tips and resources to help you maximize your potential. Thanks for joining us. And remember, your optimal life awaits.